Good afternoon, and uh, welcome to episode 45 of the Deacon & Co. Show. Today would be Wednesday, 16th of June, 2021, and you are now listening to the sounds of the puppet master, Deacon himself. Good afternoon to all, like I had mentioned, and I hope everybody's doing well on this nice day, and that everybody's staying safe and getting to enjoy some activities as things open up more as our progression toward normalcy continues and uh looking forward to the months ahead hopefully everyone's staying safe but there's some people that aren't and uh we'll talk about that in a few minutes but big show today special guest with me and we'll bring her on in just a few minutes uh we have Ann Autumn of Pond Wings and I've been waiting a long time for this interview she's a busy gal I'm a busy guy and uh I'm sure it's not going to disappoint you guys and I think that by the end of the show, if you haven't heard of Upon Wings already, that you might want to check them out because excellent, excellent, excellent work that they do. And looking forward to their new material that will be coming out at the end of this year. But in the meantime, uh, for next week's topics, I'm going to bring this up now. Uh, Metallica is suing some venues for some cancellations during the COVID process. So I'm going to talk more about that, but it's big news in the Metallica world. So figured I'd let you guys know what's ahead for next week. Triple H, also WWE fans, wants Metallica for WrestleMania, so I'm sure that the talks are going to start happening, and it's going to be great. Uh, before I get into the quick sports update, I want to give a quick shout-out to a couple of my buddies, uh, Samantha and Darren of Mazpeth, New York. That's near Brooklyn, for you guys that don't know. Uh, had a great time with these guys over the weekend. Uh, new clients of mine, and they were funny kept them entertained all the way for probably about an hour and a half. So it was good, fun times. Hope you guys are doing well and recovering from the hangover. Uh, Quick sports update now, guys. NBA last night, we witnessed history. Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets, 114-108, taking a 3-2 series lead over Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. Durant went off last night. No player in NBA history has ever done what he has done. 49 points. 17 rebounds, 10 assists, 16 of 23 from the floor, 4 of 9 from beyond the arc. Unreal, unreal. Durantula has been a favorite player of mine for a long time. And then I stopped liking him because of his Team USA nonsense, uh, his shit with the Warriors and the way he left OKC. And, you know, it's happy for him that he did what he had to do to win, but... Uh, he still has uh, a lot of good basketball left in him, and congrats for him on making the history, um, you know, last night, like I had mentioned. So now with the NBA world, there's been some breaking news uh, this morning as I go to schedule what I have to schedule for the beginning of the show and write my notes and stuff down. Um breaking news pops up on the phone that in tonight's contest we got – the number five seed Atlanta Hawks going back into Philly for game five to play the Sixers. That series is tied at 2-2. Later on, the Clippers, the fourth seed, are traveling to Utah Jazz, also tied 2-2 on that series. The breaking news was that Kawhi Leonard may miss the rest of the series, and this is going to be a huge problem for the Clippers. I don't think they're going to have enough to get past the Jazz, one, to begin with, and two, now, if Kawhi is going to miss the rest of the series, out definitely tonight. Also affecting tomorrow's uh, games, 
Chris Paul, um, or actually really just a next series, rather, um, unless somebody can take a series to seven games, I, Western Conference uh, waits. The Phoenix Suns are waiting the winner of the Clippers and the Jazz. Chris Paul has been sidelined with COVID-19. So he's out indefinitely, and that's going to be a huge loss, especially if the uh, Jazz turn around and finish the Clippers in the next two games. They're going to play that series early next week, uh, maybe even possibly Sunday if the Jazz uh, finishes out. And uh, it's it's not going to be uh, a fun situation there uh, where you want to take on the Jazz without Chris Paul. And I would expect, even though the rest of the squad is playing well, I just don't think that they're going to have enough to get past the Jazz. But that's if the Jazz even get there, you know, like I said, always a possibility. Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention about the hoops. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, Joker MVP. Congrats to them. Uh, Joker was eliminated. They lost four straight to the Suns. That's how the Suns advanced to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, But hats off to him. He's well-deserved. Last night in the hockey world, we have... Tampa Bay Lightning evening the series with the New York Islanders. Uh, 4-2 to two win last night. Series tied at one each. Barzell and Nelson got the goals for the Islanders. Palat, Point, Hedman, and Ruta for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Notice there that you're getting some scoring from the defense. It's, it's a good thing. Tampa Bay uh, really uh, came out a little flat in game one. And uh, this was Tampa Bay's game. No way they were losing this game. Tied the series up. Now back to the barn on Long Island. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with this situation, what Tampa's going to do to respond, if they're going to keep the momentum going. And Vasilevsky has to step up here. Uh, Even, you know, I I would feel that Tampa Bay is a type of team with the road success that they've had so far this playoff that they're going to be able to uh, at least take one of these games, if not both of them. But we'll see what happens there. Um, Tonight's action the Montreal Canadiens, and the Vegas Golden Knights. So they're not calling this the Western Conference Finals. They're calling it the Stanley Cup Semifinals, and then that's how they're going to, you know, because I guess the difference of Montreal being in the Eastern Conference normally not playing in the Western Conference, I'm still going to call it the Western Conference Finals because that's what it is, because one bracket has to be West, one bracket has to be East, and the two are going to play each other. Regardless of that, I don't think that Montreal has a fucking shot in this to win this. Uh, I've been on Vegas the whole way. Um, says it in the brackets. Filled out a couple of the brackets where I got Tampa and Vegas, and I like that prediction that I had. And I, uh, I, I'm going to stick by that and let's go Vegas tonight. I'd expect them to go up 2-0. Uh, talking about new things coming up on the Deacon and Show, Deacon and Co. Show. Sorry, a lot of cool stuff that are coming in. A lot of inserts and stuff that we're going to be making some changes and making the show better for all your listeners. Thanking. Every single listener that we have, very important that you guys know that I don't forget about you. And without you, I can't make the show grow, and I cannot do my own thing. So, with that being said, I want to give a shout-out to my buddy George, Wild Child GZ Beats. Uh, Met this guy, really, really cool producer, really, really talented, and his sidekick is double, uh, $2 money signs after that. And if you guys get a chance to check them out on iTunes, Don Sippers is the album that Double has. I listen to it. I love it. And it's the punchlines, the delivery, the flow, the the clear, clear image that Double as a rapper gives. Um, Not what your type of rap that you would normally hear on the radio now, 
but these guys are well on their way, and I'm certain that one day you guys will be packed inside a sold-out arena to see this guy because he's that good. And just so happens that he's cool, and he's coming on the Deacon & Co. show soon. So that's the upcoming guest. Um, couple other surprises. Got the horror author coming up for you guys next week. But right now, we have to get our guest on, Ann Autumn from Upon Wings. And without further ado, let me welcome my guest today, special guest, as I mentioned earlier, Ann Autumn of Upon Wings. Ann, welcome to the Deacon and Co. Show. Hey, thank you for having me so much. I'm excited because I know you're a metalhead. You love metal music and stuff like that, so I'm very excited to be on. Oh, yeah, I definitely, yeah, definitely am uh, getting into that category of metal, but uh, you guys got <laughs> something special going on with what uh, you guys are doing. But um, tell us uh, a little bit about what you got going on and, you know, what you do, because I'm sure you do multiple different things besides just being in the band. Yeah, um, well, you know, basically the main thing right now when it comes to the band, my band is Upon Wings, and we have a new single out, Eternal Way. So we, I started the band many years ago. I can't even, I want to say maybe seven or ten. I don't know. I lost count. But um, <laughs> I was really, like, long story short, I was inspired because I've always, you know, Ever since I discovered rock and metal music, which was a little bit later, actually, I was in high school and I heard my first rock track. Like, my parents never played any of it for me or anything like that. And I just fell in love with rock music. And then later on, I heard metal music. And I always wanted to do it, but my voice is operatic. And I just thought, I can't do it because I couldn't change my voice to sound, you know, to sound like a rock voice or whatnot. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like the bands I loved were very post grunge, a lot of it and stuff like that. And so I thought, oh, I can't do this or whatever. But then I heard Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and bands like that. And it really just changed my life. And I was like, wow, maybe I can create music that's heavy and keep my normal voice. So that's kind of how I started upon wings. And I mean, music is a big part of my life. I do lots of music things. Um, I have a podcast myself and I do, uh, music, I'm on the radio, you know, stuff like that. So, like, music has always been a big part of my life. And having Upon Wings, I mean, that's, like, such an outlet for me. And I just, I was so happy to finally get something new out there. I think you probably want to talk about that later on in the show, the new stuff. But it had been a few years since we'd released anything heavy. We did some holiday stuff because I'm cheesy and I love the holidays and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, but it had been a while since we really did a number with, like, guitars and, you know, rocking stuff like that with heavy guitars. And so I was really happy to finally get out there and kind of nervous because it had been so long, you know, and stuff is different than even just two or three years ago. There's so much more now with online and Spotify and just things are really different. So. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Now, you mentioned a couple cool things that we definitely want to talk about, but uh, what is the name of your podcast, and primarily what do you guys uh, do on there? Is it a metal podcast or a music podcast? Yeah, so my show is really, if you just search my name, Anne Erickson, wherever you listen to podcasts, it'll pop up, and it's Audio Inc. Radio with Ann Erickson, and it's a music show, so I talk with different musicians, and I also have music commentary where 
I talk about random stuff with music and talk about my life and random stuff like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. And of course, the other question that I have is, uh, you got you got to tell us about Eternal Way. How, how did it? You know, like I mean, it's just for me to listen to a song uh, over and over again, as I did for this one. Uh, I've been waiting for our, this conversation for a long time to have you on, um, just because I wanted to make sure that I was able to study and whatnot. But uh, great, I love it, and it's like. The only song that I can honestly say that I listen to multiple, multiple times a day is Master of Puppets. So for me to listen to, you know, it multiple times, you guys really blew me away with it. Wow, that is a huge honor. Thank you. To know that I'm in a good company that you listen to Master of Puppets more than once and then to Eternal Way. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime, like I said, I really I really enjoyed it. But what was um what was the game plan walking into that? Like how did you guys create something like that? Like was this uh, you know, the sound, everything that you guys wanted and more? Yeah, well what happened was last year, you know, people we were all on lockdown and stuff like that. And I have some other music that I've been wor- that I've recorded too that I've been working on, and it was always a matter of how to get it out and when to get it out and stuff like that. But then, when we're on lockdown, I just after so first we released a cover of Amazing Grace featuring Corey Lowry from Cedar, and that was really cool, and I really enjoyed that, and it's kind of acoustic and stuff like that, but it's definitely not heavy. So after that, I just was inspired to do something heavier again. And I wasn't even going to put this out first, actually. I thought, oh, okay, I'll do this, and then I'll put one of the other songs out first. But this one just, like, came together really well, and I wanted to get out there first as soon as possible. The idea was really um, a theme for Upon Wings. A lot of times is about loss and feeling comfort that you're going to see your loved one again and just kind of feeling comfort that they're still with you while you're on earth, kind of giving you guidance and helping you and stuff like that. And that's been a theme of a lot of our music and I've tried to move away from it, but it's hard when, you know, when like I can only write about like what is on my mind at the time. And so we do have new upon wings music that will be coming out sometime this year. I'm not sure when, but it won't be about that. It's totally different, which is really cool. But this song, again, it kind of gravitated to that same theme. And it just worked well with the music. Kevin Jardine did the guitars, and he is our producer up in Canada, and he does a lot of – he's in a band called Slaves on Dope. They're kind of a new metal band. They've been around a long time, and he's so great. And so he did a bunch of the guitars and sent it to me, and then I laid down vocals, and we got a guitar solo from Max of Falling in Reverse, who's their touring guitarist. And then I kind of, because this song, like, in a weird way, it can mean different things to different people. So in some ways it almost sounds like a like a lost love or something like that, too, I think, in my opinion. Anyway, so I thought it would be cool to bring it to life by having a male vocal along with my vocal. And I'm a big fan of Ralph Cheaper's of Primal Fear and Gamma Ray. I recently discovered him, and I should have known him a long time ago because his voice is incredible. I don't know. Are you a fan of Primal Fear at all? I'm not sure if, you know, power metal is your thing. Well, I actually, I give everything a try. So as soon as I started, you know, hearing different, you know, things, you know, songs, music, videos, everything from other artists, I always try to, to take a look into them. 
And uh, they are definitely one group that I would find myself listening to. They, uh, I think you're at spot on with the voice. I think it's great. And I think that the male voice is definitely something that, you know, it would definitely help you in there too because it gives that extra, you know, one side of a power, the other side of a power between two great voices that come together. It's really unreal stuff. And I am going to make sure that I post it. Um, I have retweeted a couple of times, but we will post it to the Deacon and Kosho page for everyone to see as well. Uh, that way we can keep continuing to get the word out there for you. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, so, like, thank you, Ralph. Um, I mean, his, he's so great, and so I contacted him, and I wasn't sure if he would – I was hoping he would say yes, and obviously he wasn't touring or anything like that, which probably helped. And he said yes, so he laid down vocals as a compliment to my vocals, and when he sent it back, I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was so <laughs> I could not believe it. I kept playing it over and over and listening to it, and I just could not believe it. So no. that's how it came together. That's awesome. Now, you mentioned touring. Well, do you guys have any plans for touring in the future or just the future plans being music coming out uh, with an uncertain date yet? Yeah, you know, upon wings, I really want to get us on the road. I really want to make this happen. And obviously last year with everything, it was impossible. But now here in the U.S., stuff is starting to open up. And I would love to do you know at least one or two shows by the end of the year i feel though for upon wings it's a little it's so fluid because i'm seeing a bunch of tours you know obviously announced in festivals in the u.s and that's great but it could still change you know based on different science and stuff like that so i'm kind of a little gun shy to book anything you know right now until i'm sure that it will be there <laughs> and of so, course yeah that's kind of my hope Awesome. Now, have you guys done a crazy tour before in the prior in the band's history? Not really. I mean, because it's hard because the the band, the people who work on this band are all over the place. Kevin is in Canada, and then Peter from Slaves on Dope, he often records their drums, and he's in Canada. And, I mean, they have, you know, families, and then they have their own band and stuff like that. And so it becomes like, okay, how could I get – everyone together, it'd have to be something really special and unique. So that's been kind of the challenge, but I'm determined to do it. Uh, well, that sounds uh, <laughs> like a lot of work cut out for you guys, but uh, definitely worth it if everyone can get together. And I hope that the uh, other guys are listening too, but you guys are unreal, all of you. Again, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> uh, that's just sweet. Thank you. No, I'm super honored. <laughs> uh, now, with being in a band and whatnot, you know, it's got to be, you got to feel like obviously that you have close connection to everyone else. But now you're the one that primarily writes the songs and stuff? Well, Kevin does the guitars and stuff like that. And then I do the vocal melodies and the lyrics. So it's definitely a combination because I don't play guitar, I play bass, but I don't really write my bass. So I'll write. Sometimes I'll write the vocal lines and melodies first and send it to him, and then he creates music based off that. And sometimes it's vice versa where he'll send me either a song or riff or something, and then I'll sing over that. So that's pretty much how it happens. Awesome. Now, being that you're a bass player, I I, got to ask, and I don't want to put you on the spot. You don't have to tell (laughs) us if you don't want to, but what what kind of uh, guitar are you using? Oh, 
Well, I've got two of them. I've got um, I've got an Epiphone, but I have to say my favorite is my Fender American Standard Jazz Bass. It's very heavy and has a long neck, and I bought it when I didn't know what I was doing because it is pretty heavy for me, but it has such a great tone, and it's just, it's a great bass. I mean, and it's gone up in value over the years. When I bought it, I didn't realize that these were pretty valuable, you know, bases, the American standard. So that's what I Oh, yeah. yeah, That's so awesome. That you'll see on photos if you go to uponwings.com or our social media, like a lot of my photo shoots or whatnot are with my Epiphone. Yeah, that's awesome. See, I've I've been told that uh, that's a nice, a really nice uh, instrument, the Epiphone, but I'm also with you on the I'm a Fender guy. So that's awesome. (laughs) I'm also both words. So now I ask you, Ann, um, there's this, I'm from the West Coast. I live in New York. Um, I, I, a little band out there in San Francisco um, named Metallica. Uh, <laughs> I don't what do you think about those guys? Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm hoping that you would hear about them. Uh, what is uh, what is your thoughts about the Fab Four and entry point to Metallica? Well, I love Metallica. I mean, I think it's hard not to appreciate them, even if it's – even for most people, I mean, if it's not a band – that for some reason they like love or whatnot. I mean, everyone has to appreciate what they've done for metal music and I mean just how they thrived in the in the eighties, especially the nineties, you know, just I mean how they were able to thrive amid a different climate. I mean, I always think it's cool that they were so big during grunge, you know, because a lot of the metal bands weren't. But so I definitely love Metallica and my entry point was I was working in my first radio job, which was at a modern rock station, and really I'd only listened to modern rock up until that point in my life. I never really listened to metal, but all the post-grunge, which I still love that stuff, new metal, you know, this was mid-2000s, so that stuff was still, like, pretty hot and maybe just, yeah, kind of, like, really coming into its own. And our sister station would play Mandatory Metallica, and I was like, what's that? You know, I've never heard of that. And... I loved it. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is <music laughs> great. It's so epic and it's so almost classical. And I was just really impressed. So that was my entry point to Metallica. Well, that's awesome. Uh, See, so usually I, I get the answer of, from uh, most people. Uh, you know, I heard Black Album. Yeah, I heard Black Album. Yeah, I heard Black Album. Yeah, and that's, that's how it is. So for you to actually have a cool story like that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, and it's funny because I love the Black Album. But once in a while, you know, I've put stuff up on, um, you know, on social media about the Black Album or I've written features. And some people are like, oh, I hate it. I hate that album. I'm just like, and I get it. You know, I guess that was the point where they became more mainstream or whatnot. But gosh, I mean that's such an incredible record and they brought metal to the masses, you know, but it's interesting how like people have their opinions about every single record and stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. I kind of tend to think that when it comes to uh, the level of uh, Metallica fans, like if you're a hardcore Metallica fan, um, yeah, you have your opinion to say, Hey, I don't like something, but it, for me being that it took me a long time to get, adjusted to the other stuff from Black Album on. And Black Album is still a great album. It's the most selling Metallica album of all time. But mm-hmm. it's just 
when you hear the things on there, like, yeah, they did go mainstream. It did, but you, you sit down and you take a poll of the top 25 riffs of all time in hard, heavy rock history. Master of Puppets and Enter Sandman will definitely be on that list. Yeah, no, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, crazy, those two. I and mean, just to hear them and live and, you know, you mentioned some of the festivals. we got three of them coming up this year that they're doing. Going to be excited because some of the other people in the uh, podcast world that I've been speaking with and had the honor to speak with have, are actually going to meet me there, which is really cool because you think about it, we're having a phone conversation. What are the chances are that someone's actually going to want to meet this maniac deacon and go to Metallica concert with them? Go ahead. Which one are you going to? Because I might be going to one. I'm going to be going to the Louisville one, the Aftershock one in Sacramento, and then the one in Daytona Beach. Oh, wow. So you're going to, like, all of them. I might go to the Louisville one. So I am crazy enough that I would want to meet the person who is talking about <laughs> So if I go, we'll have to stay in touch, and we'll meet up and say hey and stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about these. And I, we don't really know at this point what we're going to get yet because this is the 40th anniversary of Master of Puppets, the album that changed and redefined who they were. Uh, and just basically, you know, for them, we don't know if we're going to hear a Master of Puppets show, but, I mean, this might be something cool. Even if we got maybe six out of the eight songs off of there, I still would be happy to hear that. Oh, yeah, Definitely. It's going to be different. It's going to be, yeah, I agree, especially after not having shows for so long. Yeah, definitely. Wild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, and do you have any favorite memory or experience with Metallica? I have a few, um, and I think they change every time someone asks me, but it was, let's see, I, I saw their last concert, their Worldwide tour, and it was, I believe, the final day of the tour. It was either the final or first. I'm pretty sure it was the final. <laughs> it was one of those <laughs> monumental things. And I went with my mom. I take my mom and I like to go to a lot of shows. But she likes more the post-grunge stuff like me. She loved um, Linkin Park, which, of course, is more new metal and stuff like that. But So she wasn't a big Metallica fan or anything. And it was really packed. I almost wonder if they oversold the venue. It was so packed. But... It was just really cool. They had drones. I'm sure you were at that tour probably multiple times, it sounds like. You're a big fan. But it was, um, that was just really fun, you know, to get out there. And I photographed the show and stuff like that. So that's a big one. I have a few, but that's probably the one that stands out. Metallica Mom. <laughs> that's awesome. Especially, too. I always dreamed about going to a concert with my mom. I've gone to, like, many cool things. Uh, Madison Square Garden to see hockey games. Barclays Center to see basketball games with her. And uh, we, we it, it's more fun sometimes when we're walking in on the road somewhere because even though I live in New York, uh, I'm still a diehard Lakers fan. So oh, cool. we, yeah, so we walked into Barclays Center when they played the Nets. My mom, both of us, in Kobe jerseys. And it was like more Laker fans there than Nets fans. But going to, like, somewhere else like that is cool just to be, like, in our home but not in our home. So definitely would be awesome to take her to a Metallica concert. I'm sure your mom had a blast, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I can't even – I've dragged that poor woman to so many shows. I can't even begin to think about how many. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So now, with that being said, do you have, uh, like, maybe a favorite song or a favorite album for them that you would go to if, like, all right, I need to listen to Metallica today. This is what's going on. This is what I'm listening to. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, but I really do like um, Ride the Lightning. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, that's, I wouldn't say it's an underrated album, um, which, by the way, on my show, on my podcast, I did do an episode on underrated Metallica songs, if anyone wants to check that out. So just search you know, Ann Erickson and you can find it. But um, I don't think it's, like, underrated, really. But I don't think a lot of people would say it's their favorite Metallica album. But there's something about it that I really like. I don't know. Well, maybe just for whom the bell tolls or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, awesome. Yeah. How about I, you? I, I agree. Uh, I'm in full agreement. So when I first started the this show... I, t- I watched a couple of documentaries that at first uh, said a bunch of different things. And, of course, everything changes where if you're getting an opinion of something, it's not really a fact except for the results of the poll that you're taking. Right. So, pe- yeah, people would say, I've, I've heard so many different things of what Metallica voted by the fans, what the best song is. For many years, it went back and forth between Fade to Black and Master of Puppets. So now everyone says, all right, Master of Puppets is their best album, their best album. No, it's mm-hmm. not. Ride the lightning is, and and I'm, that's mm-hmm. what I can aggressively do on the show is try to explain to people like if you're going to a concert and you know that you're you're obviously going to get this crazy set list of you know, based upon what the emotion of the crowd is going through or perfect example through the never the movie that they made uh, where they filmed it inside of Canada and Vancouver mm-hmm. and. It was just insane because each step of that movie, you are going through a different emotion or different phase of what's going on with the music itself. And it's pinpoint to the activity that's going on. Someone's, you know, the, there's people rioting, so a battery comes on. Like, you know, just pin-perfect <laughs> timing with everything. So now, if I'm going in from Ride the Lighting or Master Puppets, we're starting off with battery entering Master of Puppets, okay, that's cool. And then we're going to go into the thing that should not be. No, I'm not there. So fight mm-hmm. fire with fire leads me into Ride the Lightning. I'm all amped up, and now we're going in for whom the bell tolls. You know, like there's a clear difference in the past of this of these two albums that you could clearly see that, you know, Master of Puppets, yes, best song, but not the album. So I'm in 100% agreeance. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, there's not many people, I got to tell you, because there's not many people that will come on the show and can give a reasoning behind why Ride the Lightning is the better album. There's not there's not many people that can, and that's all so awesome, and especially hearing it from a musician. That is awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know that that one definitely has always just held a special place in my heart, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Even now, have, you, I even have a tank top that has Rise of Lightning, the art on it, which means, wow, I must really like that record. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, now, you had mentioned before, you mentioned some other cool people, uh, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, a couple of my other favorites. Uh, what are some other uh, artists that, that you love to listen to? Wow. I actually recently put together a playlist of some of my favorite stuff, and it is heavy on post-grunge and new metal, Although when it comes to metal music, you know, I love Metallica, Iron Man, Judas Priest, bands like that. Um, the stuff that the first rock music I ever heard, really, and the first rock music that I got into, I think for me, it's always a first, it's almost like a first love. You know, you never have it again, like a first kiss or whatever. That's how I feel about the first rock music I heard. So it is hard to replace that in my heart, and that would be more like stained and shine down either a perfect circle, AFI, tool, stuff like that, Lincoln Park, 
and hey, little bit. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I like all those uh, bands, too, the stuff that I grew up with, uh, you know, as a teenager and my uh, early adult years and stuff like that. I still uh, come across uh, a lot of that stuff and, like, not to the point where it's uh, full album on album, but, like, oh, hey, remember that song? Yeah, pop it on right away. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Definitely. I, I don't know. I just love that music. So really for me, it's like the early, the early 2000s to mid 2000s was an era that I really love. And even the late nineties. And I mean, but I like all kinds of rock and metal music. I've discovered the eighties now. Um, and I like that music, you know, I like the quote unquote hair metal or in the hard rock and the metal from the eighties. And then I love grunge. I like Nirvana a lot. I love their live stuff. I think that would have been a great show to see live. Yeah, and definitely. So all kinds. Yeah, all kinds. That's awesome. Now, uh, before I get into our genius of the week here, Anne, can you please tell my audience where they can hear the music of Eternal Way and Upon Wings and what, you know, uh, to handle the stuff that we can get them on board following too? Oh, thank you. Well, if you head to uponwings.com, You'll find a lot of links and stuff up there. Our YouTube is youtube.com slash upon wings official. Twitter and Facebook is just upon wings and Spotify, just search upon wings. So really, and if you just search upon wings, eternal way, the music video will pop up, which there is a music video too, which I forgot to talk about, but that was really good. I think you've seen that, right? The video, you haven't just heard it. Yeah, no, no, no. I've been watching the video, and we're definitely going to post it to the Deacon and Co. Show Twitter page. Um, tell us about it, like, because I definitely want to hear about it. Like, what, like, how did, how long did it take? Like, what was the process behind doing it? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um. So for the video, I wanted obviously to put a video out with this, and I wanted Ralph to be in it, even though he lives in Germany. So he was so kind to send footage of him singing his parts in Germany. And, again, it was so great when he sent it. I was like, wow, this looks so cool. So, basically, the idea for the video was just kind of to tell the story, I guess, of the track and just kind of to tell the story of someone yearning for, you know, a lost person but having hope that that person is still giving them strength and that person is still there for them in this life and that they'll see them again. So, I shot different footage, some was outside, some was inside, just in different random positions and stuff like that. I mean, I'm really happy with how it turned out, and I'm really grateful because at first I was like, how am I going to do this? Everything's on lockdown. (laughs) I can't really go many places. And I remember reading about other artists who were kind of just doing stuff in their backyard. So I thought, okay, I'm not alone, because where am I going to go to shoot this? Everything is closed. But that's how it came together. And yeah, you can check that out at the website, and it sounds like you're going to put it up on your show page. So oh, yeah, you. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure a couple of the fans have checked it out already as well because uh, they were excited when I said the upcoming guest for the show. So definitely uh, was one of the favorites on there. I have a lot of uh, people that reach out, like, after guests come on, and they always check out what they got going on and stuff like that. Um, but before it was even a thought of us getting together and talking on the phone, they were like, hey, who is this chick? I'm like, I'm trying to get her on so you can meet her. <laughs> uh, that is so nice. Thank you. And, yeah, thank you so much, 
to all of your listeners and stuff too. And I definitely appreciate the support. So thank you. That's so awesome. Definitely. Um, now, and Genius of the Week uh, always uh, always blows my mind, and I get I get emails occasionally, uh, once probably once twice a month with people asking requesting to do a full show just as people of Geniuses of the Week. Uh, a true story out back in New York on Long Island where I live, uh, manager was fired from Outback for handing out coupons that were expired for free appetizers and free desserts. Wow. But, how does that happen on a corporation like that? And and I, I bring it up because, like, yeah, that may not sound like such a genius of the week, but there were people outside of the outback rioting when they went to go get their free stuff when they just said, hey, it was just here last week. This guy gave it to me. So yeah. I was one of those people as well. So, yeah. Oh, you, got, you mean you got a coupon? and it had I got a coupon. Friend? Yeah. Yeah, I got a coupon. Wow. And then I went back, and all of a sudden I had two people walk up to me and, uh, hey, did you, have a, did you have a fake coupon? Now they're giving us fake coupons, and it was just crazy ordeal outside the store. But to the manager, a uh, former manager of Outback, thank you. You are our genius of the week. <laughs> wow, that's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, did they do it on purpose or was it a mistake? It sounds like it was on purpose. On purpose, yeah, because okay, okay. Uh, yeah, nice. it was Yeah, it definitely was uh crazy stuff uh, you know going on over there, I guess with this guy or whatnot, but uh they were saying something along the lines of maybe 2000 of these cards were given out. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so now, yeah, just think about, like, if you go there again or something, like, sometimes they'll give you, like, they'll staple coupons and stuff in the bag. So now what they did, which was very nice of them, is that they were going to honor the coupons for the rest of 2021. Oh, that's so nice. That's good. Yeah. That's so anybody who has one could still obtain either their free dessert or free appetizer. Me, I really didn't make a difference to me. I said I would have paid for the thing. Like, I wasn't that in an uproar. But some of the other people, they couldn't get their blooming onion. They really bugged out. Right, people want their freebies. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah. we, oh, I forgot. Just... Oh my gosh, it reminded me. I don't know why, but it reminded me. I forgot to plug one more thing that I just started for uh, Upon Wing and for my podcast or whatever. But it's a Patreon, which I'm not sure if you do that. But I just launched it, and I've never done anything like it, so it's kind of weird. But if you want to check that out, it's Patreon.com/slash Ann Autumn. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Um, now, what exactly is it? Oh, that's where people can, um, they can, like, support your endeavor, and in turn, you give them, like, freebies, like, maybe merch, uh, special merch, or, like, exclusive, like, photos or behind-the-scenes stories, stuff like that. So, you should check All it right. out because a lot of podcasts do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to do that. I'm definitely going to check that out, and thank you for bringing that up, and it's good to... Also know that where we could uh, help out and stuff, too. Always trying to pay it forward. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that for bands, too, like merch and stuff, that helps bands so much. People always ask me, how can I help my favorite band? And I always say merch. I mean, that's just the best way to support a band. Oh, yeah, definitely. I uh, if, if uh, Hypothetically, that if every – Metallica fan was like me. Um, they, I mean, not that they would ever go broke now, but they'd be a lot more uh, wealthier. I, I just, uh, I'm at my 125th Metallica shirt now. Whoa! And I love these. <laughs> yeah, I, love it. <laughs> I, I have it. I count them, and um, I, I have them in this discography order. 
in my closet, hung up. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of control. I want to see a picture now. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely send you a picture later on. But uh, okay. you mentioned, too, about the Ride the Lightning. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my very popular shirt. So I have, uh, between those two, I have uh, 19 hoodies and T-shirts and long-sleeve shirts for Ride the Lightning alone. Cool. Wow, that's oh. crazy. I thought it was all cool having one. <laughs> Nobody else has this. I'm the only one in the world. <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a tank. I'll tell you that. That's pretty cool. I, I, haven't, I haven't found a nice one yet for me. They always have a lot of nice tanks and stuff for females, especially when it comes to, like, Metallica stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. And that really helps because I, I was just saying to someone, like, I open my closet and I have all these band T-shirts, like traditional ones, and I never wear them because they're huge on me. Even yeah. when I small they're just huge because I guess I don't know if they're for guys or what and so my few band tank tops I have to all the use and from now on I'm like I'm not allowed to buy t-shirts anymore only tank tops so note to bands out there you got to make girl merch or else (laughs) (laughs) definitely uh and rapid response uh segment of the show where two minutes on a topic uh we 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 spoke about this one earlier um about what your favorite album is by them but now we just spoke about master of puppets the significance and the ride the lightning what is uh the better album i mean i pick ride the lightning again just because um it's always stood out to me as one of their finest. And I think kind of like you said, it has a nice flow to it, which I really appreciate. And it's not overplayed really all the songs on there. I just think all the songs are strong on there. I mean, they're oh, all yeah. Metallica songs are strong in general, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And, and I can, you know, I can probably pinpoint that, uh, you know, you're going to hear at least a minimum of three or four songs from Metallica's Ride the Lightning at their concerts as well. I'm excited. Cannot wait. <laughs> uh, rapid number two, being that you're a bassist, uh, is the bass your favorite player? Uh, I mean, favorite instrument to play, or what do you? Um, what is your favorite instrument? Yeah, I think bass is my favorite instrument. I um, I mean, it definitely is to play, but def- and just in general, I love the bass. I think it's so cool. It's, I don't know, it's got heart, it's got soul. Like oh it. yeah, <laughs> definitely does. Um, I would say yeah, I gotta say too. Like I, uh, bass guitar is pretty cool to play too. I like to I like to play different uh, or I like to hear different instruments. So when S and M two was uh, out and when they did that whole collaboration with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra, I just I loved everything. Um, oh yeah, just definitely. A, it was you know just for, to take a heavy metal band, put them in a position where you're, you know, with an orchestra and they they must have been so nervous too and uh, just so professional sounding. But, uh, you know, I, I can see that too. I can go with bass is my answer too. Um, last one. Out of all the great bands that you mentioned, who is your absolute favorite? My go-to, I'm upset, I'm happy. Who am I putting on? That is so hard. I mean, it's almost impossible. And I almost am going with a favorite album instead because I just, I mean, I could name my top five favorite bands. It'd be a lot easier, but it's hard to pick a top favorite band. But my favorite album of all time, and it's kind of not what you'd necessarily, I think, expect based on how much I love heavy metal music, but it's AFI with Sing the Sorrow, which came out in, I think it was 2003. And that inspired a lot of Upon Wings because aside from vocally, you know, hearing Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, and, oh, okay, I can still be operatic. And being a heavy band, 
I wanted something gothic, and I mean, that album, AFI with Sing the Sorrow, is really gothic and has really cool textures and atmospheres. And the whole, just everything that went with it, all their videos for that record, I just, to this day, that's my favorite album of all time. And so I think I have to go with AFI. That's awesome. Um, I mean, it's one of, it's definitely, um, I think, one of the impactful albums, um, you know, in the early 2000s era, because like you said, we were starting to branch away from, you know, the whole old, you know, metal sound and, you know, within the 90s when grunge came. And the only thing that I could really say that, that kept it going through the 90s, I think, you know, in the beginning, or at least the early part of the 90s, was the Black Album. And next closest to that, hand down, was definitely Pantera. So, like, this different generation of, mm-hmm. you know, music is, you know, definitely made an impact on there. And that's, that's really awesome that that influences upon Wings. It really is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely crazy. Now, guys, you got to do me a favor. you got to follow us on the majors of social, both Ann and myself, but for Deacon and Co. Show, uh, Deacon and Co. Show, gmail.com, if you want to leave a line, Twitter and Instagram, the same. Um, Ann's going to let us know one more time where you could find us and uh, find her and uh, help everything for the cause for her. And definitely take a listen to uh, Eternal Way if you haven't heard it already. Thank you. Yeah, com is where you can find all of our social media. And you can also, for me, head to itsmeann.com, I-T-S-M-E-A-N-N-E.com, itsmeann.com, and you can link up on my random socials and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And, Dan, thank you so much for taking time today to get on the show. I really am glad that you came on today because uh, as soon as i seen the, the video and whatnot, and, again, you guys will see it when you know, take a look on the page, but it's really something else, and I thought, like, that especially during the time, like you said, of lockdown, for you to create something so powerful and such a vivid image, um, hats off to you. Really proud of you, and keep up everything that you're doing. Thank you so much, and I really enjoy your show. So thank you so much for having me on. Definitely honored, and thanks for all the support and stuff like that. Uh, anytime. And anything that we can do to help, we'd love to have you, you know, next time that you drop some new music. We'll wait a little while so we can get the word out there, too, as well. We'd love to have you back and see what you guys are up to in the future. And uh, this was fun. It really was. Yeah, I would love that. I will hold you to that because I know we're going to have new stuff out sometime later this year. So I'd love to come back. Definitely, definitely. Um, Thank you guys um, so much for everybody for listening. Thank you, Ann, once again. But for now, Deacon and Ann are out.